1: Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: He's Danny, I'm Grant, this is the fan. Welcome back with you until 6.30. We got nicked out of the Capitals at 6. Make sure you're listening at that time. It'll take you through a game day, give you a little behind the scenes on what it's like to prep for a Night game. They got one this evening in Philly. You can hear it right here on the fan. But let's get to the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter to beat the books. Download the BetQL app today. Visit BetQL.com. Our buddy Ben Standing of The Athletic, who's been covering all the proceedings of the commanders over the last couple days, including the firing of Scott Turner. So let's start right there, Ben. Were you surprised that he was fired? Were you surprised how quickly he was fired?
3: No to the first, and I guess only sort of to the second just because um, Ron Rivera was going to meet with Dan Snyder on uh, next week, next Monday, and I guess was like, you know, would he be preemptive and do what seemed likely, or would he wait to have a conversation seeing as how, you know, you now maybe looking at for however long Dan Snyder still owns the team, you know, paying Two offensive coordinators at the same time, but you know, uh, not surprised really um, in any of the components. I guess. What
4: was the last straw, if there was such a thing, Ben?
3: Um, look, I, I, here's what I would probably say that we can point to, like the Cleveland game, um, right, as a you know complete dud from the offense, and a lot of it's on Carson Wentz, but I don't think it was Scott Turner's best game. We can maybe point to some of those times where. You know, that the one game where Ryan Robinson is averaging over seven yards a carry, but only gets, gets 12 touches, not getting Terry McCorn enough. But honestly, like, I really kind of think a lot of this is just office politics on some level. I mean, somebody had to, somebody's head had to kind of go on, a, on the pike, right? I mean, you can't just run back the same group. And if you're Ron Rivera and you're trying to, okay, I, I, need, to, I need to show that I'm being proactive here, we're going to do something different. Obviously, Jack Del Rio, you know, the defense has done a pretty good job this year two out of three years they look good and the offense you know we all get it there's they've had no luck with quarterbacks this whole time but they also were like in the bottom you know 10 in the league pretty much every year under this regime in the various categories and at some point you know you got to i understand the need to change something so i just think on top level it's as much somebody had to go as it was that scott turner was you know a, a, a you know they viewed him as like the guy who was like the, you know, the, the problem or anything.
2: Why did he get extended last offseason and what really changed? He had one year left on his deal. Maybe they didn't want him to be a lame duck, but they tacked on an extra year. So, he now gets paid out for the next 2 years that are left on that deal. But what changed so much over 365 days? They had had 2 years where they weren't good on offense. They extended them, and then after the third one they booted him.
3: Yeah, well, like I said, I don't know that there was much difference between this year and in the last couple of years per se, but I do think one big difference is, you know, when when your when your when your team has three consecutive years not without a winning season, you can't just keep saying, well, you know, we got it under control. Something needs to give. And look, I mean, maybe there was a little bit more. Um, friction perhaps in some, in some respects in terms of what was needed to do to get done. I mean, I, you know, I think Carson Wentz, you know, we've all talked about how polarizing of a, of a decision it was to get him. You know, I don't necessarily know that everybody over there was, was completely on board with it and maybe there was some view from Rivera or others that they just didn't, you know, they could have done more with Wentz than they did. I'm, I'm not saying I concur with that, but that would be something as well. So, those would be the kind of things I would guess, but like I said before, I just think somebody kind of had to go. And I mean, look, look, if they beat Cleveland and the Dallas game plays out the same way, they're in the playoffs right now, and we're not having these conversations. So a lot of it is just that close, but you know, somebody had to, something had to give.
4: Ben Standing of the Athletic with the here on G and D, and you said you said the the phrase here that somebody had to go. This feels very scapegoaty to me. Not to say that I'm standing on the table for Scott Turner. Perfectly fine with the rankings and the numbers and my frustration at not getting the ball to the three best playmakers very often for weeks at a time. Again, not totally fine with moving on from him. But it almost feels like the regime is now going, and maybe it's Ron or otherwise going, Nothing else to see here. We've fixed it and taken care of all the problems. And I'm kind of going, you're the same guys that extended him. You're the same guys that, that that went out of your way to go get Carson Wentz and spent a King's ransom and drafted Dotson and then a defensive tackle in the first round and then said, oh, by the way, all we want to do is power run the ball when nothing in your offseason said that you did. It just seems to be, I, I don't know. I'm still kind of ticked off at what's left, and they're trying to tell me that everything's fine now that Scott Turner's gone. Again, Not a great question, but just the sense I have.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of, you know, what, that what I'm suggesting as well, the, you know, I don't know if scapegoats too hard of a word, but yeah, I mean, kind of to that extent, I mean, you know, like, yeah, I mean, for this, I mean, like I said, I thought Scott Turner did a pretty reasonable job over his first two years considering the the, the quarterback situation and, you know, it wasn't much different this year, um, but at some point, you know, w- w- what's the next step? I mean, we see, you know, look, the, the 49ers, you know, maybe they're the best team in the league. They haven't lost a game with the guy quarterback who was the last pick in the draft. Right. I mean, the, they've got something that's working. And I'm not saying that, you know, I get it. Kyle Shanahan is better than co- coaching the, than what the Washington has. But my point is just, you know, it's at some point scapegoat or not. Do you have, can you take it to another level regardless of, of what's going on here. I mean, I do think there's some questions about how they built the roster. Like you said, their off-season move didn't really seem to match this notion of wanting to be a run-first team. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I just think that somebody had to, had to go, and it was kind of the easiest maneuver uh, to make right now.
2: Ben Standing of The Athletic on Grant and Danny here on The Fan. As we get further away from the Sam Howell start and win over Dallas – that performance is going to get better and better. That's how this off is going to go. I'm going to predict, but did he do enough to maybe get a shot at being the guy instead of going and getting a Tannehill or a Garoppolo type to start? Maybe you get a Brissette or a Mariota type to be a backup and, and you retool your offense a little bit. Is, is that in play? Do you think?
3: I, I think it is, but not solely because Sam Howell had a good game, but you know, you got to look at the overall situation, right? You know, the, Obviously, we've all talked about the Daron Payne contract. And now it's an easy to say, okay, you're going to get Wentz's 20-something million dollars off the book, put that towards Daron Payne, done. But that doesn't work if you're going to then go out and, you know, go for a Garoppolo or a Derek Carr or someone like that who's going to cost big money and maybe even more annually than than Wentz. But if you decide, hey, we need to keep Daron Payne, we have Sam Howe, can we do that sort of, you know, Decent, solid, but not guy. Definitely want to start quarterback, who maybe we can use until we're really sure how can go, and then we can insert how. Um, I I think that's conceivable for sure. But by the way, can I just ask you guys this? I was thinking about this the other day, and um, for argument's sake, either Alex Smith or Taylor Heineke has been the best quarterback that's been here for the last three years. Right? I think that I think that's fair. I have no idea who third is. Uh, you could tell me that Sam Howell, after the last game. Is third because it's really been that much that kind of messy. I mean, maybe it's Carson Wentz, but like my point is that since everything has been so eh, having Sam Howell just be interesting with upside, it's gonna look a lot better. I think even as time goes on, not just to us, but maybe even to them.
4: Yeah, yikes! Uh, at that State of the Union, there uh, Ben Standinga with us here on, on G and D. So I know you don't like covering like ownership, dramatics, and sale type stuff, but. Grant and I are kind of kicking this around here from the, you know, non-billions perspective, from like the business of football perspective. Ron Rivera is going to meet with uh, Team Snyder next Monday, right? Like, are, are, are we doing regular off-season business, which means, you know, hiring and firing, promoting guys, free agency, or is like everything in limbo? Like, I, I'm fascinated by what's going to go on there, what the dynamic is this off-season when it you know starts you know, coming to the business of, of building a football team.
3: No, I think I think we, we all are. The question was asked to Rivera and Mayhew if they feel like they're in limbo. They said no, they'll they'll do what they, um, you know, they'll do what they think they need to do. The question is, what's the budget? Do they have the the, the budget to to go and say, you know what, we want to go out and spend money to get not just a Ron Payne, but like you know, a, a, an upgrade at right tackle and uh, you know maybe a slot corner or whatever it is. I think that's a huge question, Mark. And we don't know, at least I don't know, you know, how close a sale is, right? I mean, if, if Dan Snyder thinks a sale could happen in the next month or so, maybe it's not as big of a deal. But if they're, if they're months away, he may not have the interest in that kind of scenario. I mean, the cash flow question has been around now for a while, independent of the potential sale. So I do think it's up in the air. I mean, ultimately, you know, you do have to spend some money, one way or the other to form a team, but you know, I mean, look, even this last year, right? They made the deal for Wentz, and then really didn't do anything in free agency. And I know we all know that Dan Snyder was happy because they finally got a quarterback, but they also didn't do much else beyond that, which you know led to some sort of uh, cheaper options at guard and things like that. So yeah, so I do think it's a huge question, and I, it's going to be fascinating to see what happens.
2: What are they going to do with Deron Ping?
3: Um. <sighs> It's a, you know what? I mean, you know, look, I, I, I've been, you know, I've, we've all talked about this a lot. I've reported a lot about this last year. And, you know, the impress, look, I didn't knock them for not extending him because of the fact that, again, like, you can't, I, to me, you just can't ex- extend four defensive linemen. It's too much at one position. And teams just typically do not extend two tackles at that kind of money, right? Um, but my thought was well, maybe you need to move on and trade him. Um, last year, and, and get what you can get. I I think now though he's become he had such a great year, and because they have so many questions elsewhere, do you really want to mess with that defense? So I I could see the franchise tag happening. Obviously, I don't. That's a a half measure. That's not ideal for anybody's sake. But he's going to get paid. I you know I, I wrote I reported a few weeks ago that the defensive tackle market this year could be like the way the receivers were last year, where you have a bunch of players who are either free agents or going into the last year of their deals. And that's a market that's been stagnant for a while. Only Aaron Donald is averaging over uh, $20 million annually. So I think there's some guys that are going to get paid, and I think Deron's going to be one of them. So th- the tag would be just under the $20 million mark. That So that may be the way they go, but that's only kind of kicks the can down the road. It doesn't really solve the problem.
4: What's the next biggest order of off season business? We talked about quarterback, obviously, I mean, ownership stuff that was standing, but from the football perspective, I think the Duron Payne decision is big, but kind of what's after that.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, you know, what are they going to do with cam curl? This is a, a Terry McLaurin like situation in terms of if he's going into the last year of his deal. He'll be, he's extension eligible, uh, do you know? Do you do something with that, or do they, you know, wait it out? It probably won't have an escalating price the way McLaurin did, but I think that's something to consider for uh, for sure. And I guess also, are there going to be any other changes to the coaching staff? Right? I mean, if in fact they bring in a new coordinator, well, let me rephrase. I mean, in other words, if they don't just promote from within, then a new coordinator is going to probably want to bring in some of his own people. So there could be some other staff changes. And I also wonder. You know, look, Rivera has two years left on his deal, but there's a lot of uncertainty now because of the potential ownership change. Do, does anybody else on the staff see that you know they may not be the whole group may not be long for this world? So they perhaps others say, "Hey, let me go over here instead." I, I think that's something to keep keeping an uh, keep an eye on.
2: Do you think an in-house option is in play at coordinator, and, and what do you expect the next OC to? Want to do in terms of philosophy?
3: Well, I mean, I personally wouldn't think that, but it, but it, you know, I McKenzie mean, Zampese has been an offensive coordinator with the Bengals, and it seems like a very conservative move. And we've seen Rivera make a lot of conservative moves, so I, I, it just wouldn't stun me if he did that. Um, <clears throat> beyond that, I mean, you know, look, the Rivera Mayhew made it pretty clear what type of offense they want to do. I, I would find it stunning to think that Rivera is going to give. Have another brand new first-time coordinator when you know he needs a winning season, right? He can't have another training wheel situation here. So, I, I, to me, it's going to be somebody uh, maybe like an or somebody who's either done it before, uh, a former head coach, something along those lines, or, or you know somebody who's been an OC multiple times, and probably somebody Rivera knows. I don't necessarily mean Carolina folks, but you know I to, we can assume that could be in play. But but some guys who've been around. For, for a bit. I mean, you know, at, right. other than Scott Turner, everybody, all the other main decision makers over there are guys who are over 50, and I'm not knocking age. I'm getting up there myself, but like that's who they have. They have a lot of older guys, and it just seems like Rivera's not, I wouldn't imagine he wants to risk too much here, going with the unknown when he needs a winning season.
4: Ben, quick one. I've just been spitballing on this. What if Del Rio leaves? I could see it, right? Ron, find him for content. There's no rule that he broke, but he, you know, if I'm Del Rio, I put together a couple of pretty good defenses. Might I want out of here?
3: Yeah, I mean, look, and I think I, I think anything's on the table. And like, yeah, I mean, Del Rio, I'm sure other teams would be interested in him um, at the same at the same job. I mean, if if that were to happen, you know, Chris Harris was interviewed a couple of years ago for some coordinator jobs. And the secondary was one of the groups that definitely had a bump up this year, so maybe he would get a look. But, yeah, I mean, I think Del Rio could absolutely um, consider it. I mean, maybe he's super happy here. He does have his son on the staff. He obviously is, you know, probably views he's got a pretty good defense and maybe wants to see it out. But, like I said, I don't think anything is inconceivable, not just in terms of Rivera getting rid of people, but other people saying at this point, hey, i got to look at it for myself long term here.
2: Will Georgetown ever win another game in the Big East?
3: Uh, well, I mean, define ever. You mean like just this year or like literally until, uh, you know, no, the margins are there? As long
2: as we're alive, ever.
3: Um, I'll say
2: yes, but I'm not po- not confident. 27 straight Big East losses. I know, oh, my God. I know we're not allowed to say that Patrick Ewing's not a good coach because everyone with the program gets really upset. But uh, even though he's doing a great job and he's a really good coach, they've lost 27 straight Big East games.
3: I mean, you know, it's it's it's, it's real. I mean, they, they well, the last game they won right was the Big East championship uh, game, and they haven't won since. What an un- I mean, that 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 tournament run, I think kept the kept the uh, naysayers off his back for a little bit. It is, I, I, I just think everybody's numb at this point. I mean, I don't even care. I used to care. <laughs> I I no know. longer care. It's crazy.
4: Well, it's the same uh, Big East. Just when I grew up, I mean, it's the same. It's a war every night,
2: right? It's very very similar. I mean, you saw that game that uh, they played with Seton Hall losing by fifteen. Yeah, Creighton yesterday. That was that was tough. Ben, thank uh, you, buddy. Much appreciated. Uh,
3: yep, yeah, thanks, guys. See you, dude. good.
2: There's Ben Standing of the Athletic. I figured I'd sneak that one in as he is a. That was solo, a good sneak in. Yeah. Georgetown uh, fan like myself, although <laughs> I'm, I'm in the same boat as him. I don't know if I can say that anymore. I haven't been to a game in since last year. Been a minute. Probably won't go this year. Sorry about your luck. Tickets are available, I'm sure, for some Big East games. Extremely available. All right, next. You just heard Ben's thoughts. Let's get yours. What should the next offensive coordinator want to do? What are your hopes for the next OC here in Washington, D.C. that's replacing Scott Turner? What do you want done differently offensively? What do you hope they're good at? We'll get into that at 800-636-1067. You can join us on the phones. That's 800-636-1067. You can tweet us